Welcome to the Run Back to Jesus podcast, where we are going to let go of all the weights holding us down and run the race God designed us for. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking a lot about the storms of life and what happens when we find ourselves in the darkness and how do we find Jesus and how does he help us through those circumstances? If you haven't listened to the last couple of weeks, I would encourage you to go back and listen to those. But just to really recap the last few weeks, we've seen that we aren't alone in the dark, that Jesus is our light that never goes out. His words in scripture are light that guide us through the darkness and they're a lamp to our feet, even if it's just going one step at a time. And when we build our life on Jesus's words, we have a foundation that will sustain whatever storm comes our way. And a lot of times when we're in the storm, it's really hard to see too far in front of us. A lot of times it is just that one step at a time, just thinking, okay, what do I do just to get one step to just move as quickly as I can away from this and fixing our eyes on Jesus, maybe all we can do. And so if you're in that season right now, or you're walking through a storm, I want you to know that it's okay if you don't know how it's going to turn out. Maybe you don't even know two steps ahead, but you're fixing your eyes on Jesus. You're choosing to say, I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I am going to keep my eyes on him because you know he has a plan and he knows he's going to use what you're walking through. And I think sometimes even realizing that in the storm is hard, but what I want to do today is shed some light. We're all about light these last few weeks on what these storms can do. And so that if you're in that moment of a storm, Maybe this will just be your moment of hope. And if you're in a place where the storms have subsided, we can see the meaning and the purpose for the storms we've walked through before and also prepare us for the next storm that comes because we will continue to find ourselves in these cycles through life, but we have what we need to get through them. And Jesus also has some really beautiful plans out of the darkness that the world gives us. There's several times in scripture where Jesus actually lets the disciples find themselves in literal storms. He lets them go out on boats that would soon be in the midst of a giant storm. And we see this in Mark chapter four. It was evening time. And Jesus said, let us go over to the other side, leaving the crowd behind. They took him along just as he was in the boat. So Jesus and the disciples go out into the boats. And it said this furious storm came and waves broke over the boat that it was nearly swamped. And so Jesus is in the stern sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drowned? And Jesus got up, rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. The wind died down and it was completely calm. And Jesus said to the disciples, why, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. And so Jesus sent them out into the storm to see what he was made of. In a circumstance where there was skilled fishermen, fishermen who had been out on boats before, but they were fearful. They couldn't even control a boat that was something they were used to navigating with this storm. Jesus could navigate it. And there are going to be times in our life where we find ourselves in situations where things are out of our control and we can't navigate them. And maybe we're used to navigating them. And those are the times too, where it's like, I normally can handle this and I can't. It really starts to make you feel overwhelmed and fearful. 
But here in this moment, we are not trying to minimize the storms. So many of you are walking through so many storms. We're not minimizing the storm. What we're doing is increasing our view of God in the storm. And I hope that as we've reflected through these stories of scripture the last couple of weeks, that we see that this faith that we can have in the storm is not a blind faith. It's not just believing because it's the last thing we got. It's not just believing because our great, great aunt told us, well, just have faith and it'll all be good. We can see and witness that the story of God throughout all time that we have a God who is pure, a God who is faithful, a God who will never break a promise. He is in control. He's always been and always will be. A God that's gone to extreme lengths to show us his love for us. And the more you get into scripture and see the story of God, you'll see it unfold. And it's such a beautiful thing that develops as you learn scripture and you learn the word. And I also want to encourage you that if you are doubting or maybe you're not feeling it, keep exploring it, question it, research it. I was listening to a really awesome story of Lee Strobel. He was a man who was an atheist, did not believe God was true, did not believe he was real. And he was a journalist and he set out to disprove scripture. His whole mission was to debunk it all and say it was all just made up and fake. And in his attempt to prove that the Bible was not true, that Jesus was not real, this whole attempt, he ended up coming to faith in Jesus. Now he is a pastor who makes his life telling the story of Jesus. And so if you have questions, it's okay to need more than just someone talking to you or someone just sharing for you. I actually encourage you to go look into it for yourself. If you're going through a hard season and it's just not making sense and someone says, well, just have faith. If, if that's not enough for you, that's okay. We find faith when we dive into who God is and we see the story and we also find the validity in scripture and know that these words were here and written in truth. Me just telling you that isn't going to make you believe it. So whatever you need to do, if you are in that place, I just want to give you that nudge to go find what you need to find the answers or find someone to help you explain what you're going through. When Jesus is questioning the disciples where he says, do you still have no faith? Jesus was just wasn't going with them talking big fancy words to them and saying, well, you're not believing in me. I'm telling you I can do all these things. Jesus had showed them firsthand what he was capable of doing. They had already seen miracles at that point and Jesus stepping in and calming the storms. And in our storms, he may be trying to do this same thing for us. Maybe in the storm, what Jesus is saying, do you see when you thought there was no way out? But you found that way, that saving grace, that was me. Remember when you never thought you'd overcome that anxiety that was crippling to you and it was just captivating every part of your life, but you found your way free from it. That was me. Remember when you thought that your life was over because that relationship suddenly fell apart and then you stumbled into that person that you were created to spend the rest of your life with. Jesus is saying that was me. All the storms in our past that we never thought would end, but did. That was Jesus. Jesus calms the storms. He calms the sea. He's done it before and he will do it again. And that doesn't mean that everything just goes back to normal. 
Paul talks about a thorn in his flesh. And so sometimes even though we've weathered the storm, there may be scars, there may be thorns in our flesh that we carry with us the rest of our lives. Paul talked about this in 2 Corinthians 12, and I know we've talked about it before, but this is where Paul has a thorn in his flesh and he asked God to take it away three times. But the Lord said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So Paul said, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. A thorn in the flesh for a constant reminder to humble ourselves before God and that it is his strength and his grace that will help us through. Perhaps the storms are just coming to keep us humble, to remind us that we aren't in control, that God is in control, and that our weak areas, those areas where we keep struggling, are where we find our strength. I know this to be true in my life. Each storm has reminded me of how much God is in control and how good he is. As we turn to him in the storms, our faith grows. And when I started to make the shift of, okay, why is this storm happening to me? I'm feeling frustrated with it. To switching to, okay, God, I am in this storm and I need you. I am feeling temptation all around me from the enemy. And I want to use your presence within me to keep him from taking root in my life. God, what do you want me to know as I am here in the midst of this storm? And what do you want me to do? And then it's diving into the word and seeing what God has to say about the storm I am facing. And let me tell you, talk about a timeless book. The things that the first century Christians faced, we face today. And when you do that, when you can be in the midst of the storm and you say, how do I choose to respond to this? God, what you, what do you want me to know? And you go to scripture and you find God's word speaking into your story. Talk about true strength. Talk about true faith building. And especially as you implement that, right? We've talked about that. It's not just receiving the words, but implementing it. And like Paul even says in Philippians, we receive this peace that transcends all understanding. What the enemy wants to do in our lives in these storms where God's faithfulness has shined so brightly into the darkness is to downplay them, is to not talk about them, is to move right along like it never happened. Because most storms aren't pretty. They're not the things that we like to talk about. They're not a part of our highlight reel. A lot of times the enemy will put shame and guilt over these storms. Maybe it's because of how we got into it or whatever circumstance it may be. And he'll make us afraid of what will people think if I actually let them know what I really walk through. Maybe they'll view us differently. Maybe I'll even lose relationships over it. And so what he wants us to do is to hide these storms. But what I want to do today As we wrap up this talking about God's light is talk about how the light in the storm is used for something more. We've talked about this, right? Finding God's light in the storm, letting it be our guiding force as we navigate through the storms. And like I talked about when we started, if you're in the storm, this may be the only thing you focus on. But I want you to watch and see what happens when you let God's light come into your storm and be your guide through it. You now have a story of God's goodness in the dark and in the storms of life, of God's faithfulness in the storms. And I guarantee you this, 
as you walk through storms and God is there with you. He's just not there to get you through it. He's got more for the storm. He, what God, I feel like I know in my life, and I, I pray that this is true for you, is that he wants to use your story to be someone else's light in their dark moment. As you receive light in the darkness from God, that story of his redeeming power is going to be used for someone else in their day of darkness. Think about that. There is going to come a time where what you walk through serves a bigger purpose and meaning. Not everyone is walking around reading scripture. Not everyone knows how good God is. And you don't need a degree in theology to be a pastor, to know every word of the Bible, to let someone else into your story and just see how God's light helped you in a moment where there was nothing on this earth that you could grab to get out of whatever that circumstance you were in. That shift that you could help someone just by telling your story. When you sit down with them and, and you've let God's life come into your life to make you more into his image so someone feels safe sitting down and talking with you. And so they share whatever struggle they're with and you can look at them and say, I've been there too. And here's how God helped me through it. And you share your story. And you don't have to force it. Just pray that whatever storm you've been through, whatever thing God's guided you through, just ask the Holy Spirit just to guide you on how, how to use that storm how to share it. Maybe ask the Holy Spirit to put someone into your life that needs to hear what you've been walking through and then just sit back and watch it all unfold. When you keep your eyes on God and stay in tune with the Holy Spirit, you'll know when the time is right to share. We have a God who uses every situation, circumstance, and he does not let anything go to waste, including your storms. Your struggle in the storm will not go to waste. And as you receive that light from him, as you live in the light that never goes out, it will start to reflect in the way you live, right? As long as you stay connected to him. If you follow through Matthew's gospel, we talked about last week that it's just not receiving the words of scripture, but letting them change how we live. And so the challenge is this, is that once you've found that light in the darkness, you keep the light. You keep the light guiding you, even when the clouds of the storm have faded away. Maybe some of those shinier things from the world comes back in. You know how good Jesus's light is. And so you keep that guiding your path. The enemy wants nothing more than for you to find God in the storm, go through the storm, then go right back to life, living it and not let anything else change in your life or change anyone else's life and make it seem like, okay, it was good for a season and then right back to where you were. And the change of reflecting that light from us doesn't happen overnight. Maybe your storm, the first thing it does is it helps you dive into scripture more. You start reading it more. You start learning more about Jesus. Your relationship with him grows and you start to mature in faith. And as you do that, the light of Jesus that's always been there just starts to shine out through you brighter and brighter. And I truly believe that each one of those scars that we receive, each one of those puncture wounds that we get into our soul, it just keeps opening up a little hole to let that light shine even brighter and brighter. Last week, we talked about Matthew's gospel where Jesus is giving the Sermon on the Mount. And this is a section that I want to end with as we've talked about a lot of light. And maybe you already read through this. If you went and reflected through it, I would give you another encouragement to go read this because it's a really beautiful part of scripture. But we're going to go to Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 to 16. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. 
Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. As we receive his light, we become a light. It says, you are the light of a world. If you have received his light, which we all have, it's just opening our eyes to see it. Let it sit up on a stand. Let it sit up on a stand and start to shine for whoever's in the room. And it might, it might just be the people in your home. And honestly, what a beautiful place to start. I can just speak to this, that it is such a beautiful thing to go through a season of darkness, to find God in the darkness and to let his light start shining through you so that the people in your home start to see it and they start to receive his light and they start to receive his light in the darkness and start to transform too. And keep knowing that as you fix your eyes on the light of the world, it never goes out. And so if you're in that storm, keep looking for it. Keep searching. There's there's a reason that you're here, <laughs> that you've listened to all this. You are thirsting for more of Jesus. And when we we draw near to him, he draws even closer to us. He's always here. But sometimes it just takes that step of saying, God, I think you're real. <laughs> Show me that you are. God, I'm in this darkness and I want to believe that you're here with me. Show me that you are and letting down the guards and letting him in and letting him work in our life and just keep fixing our eyes on him. Let's end today in prayer. Dear God, we just want to thank you so much for your goodness, so much for your faithfulness, so much for being here with us and guiding us through the storms of life. God, we're not here to minimize the storms we face, but help each and every single one of us maximize our view of you in the storms we go through and to find this hope and to know and come to believe that you will use the storms of life for good because you are good and help us to see that truth, to know it and to believe it and to keep our eyes centered on you. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, as always, thank you so much for being here. We are so honored and humbled to be here sharing with you. We will see you again next week.